What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Late Afternoon Show. I am your host, Tim Olari, and guys, we have the GOAT, the greatest of all time, John Marty here on the Late Afternoon Show. I mean, this guy has such a story, such a perspective, going from working at Best Buy, pretty much broke with a young family, to now commanding an audience of over a quarter of a million followers across his platforms. This is a story that you do not want to miss on the journey to meaningful work. If anything that we talk about today resonates with you as meaningful, please consider subscribing to us, following us, downloading an episode, and joining our community on MrMeaningfulWork.com. That is MrMeaningfulWork.com. A lot of crazy cool updates on there. And if you like it, leave us a comment, share it with somebody, leave us a review with your thoughts. We really appreciate it, and we will be seeing you. John Marty's in the house. Oh man, so much vibe, so much, so vibe. much vibe. I'm losing Yo. it. I'm losing it. My guy, look at this. Though you out here in Denver, you as cool as a popsicle, man. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good, bro, bro. I am. Look, you, you cool out there. I'm out here sweating. Where is my rag, dude? It's I nice out here. here. It's nice I am out here. Out here, moist. I got my just, shorts. I got my shorts on. You got your shorts on. I got my sweats on. <laughs> like we out here, just in opposites, opposites right now. But my man, how are you living? What, uh, what has this week been like for you, man? It's been good, man. It's been good. I, uh, you know, just finishing up a bunch of tasks at uh, the day job. Happy it's Friday, man. Just moved into this new house. Man. Man, a lot, a lot of good things. A lot of good things. Re- feeling really grateful, man. Just that feeling is, super, super grateful. Dude, that is what is up. I am super excited that, you know, I think we connected through our mutual friend, Mr. Tim. Yes, Salau. That guy is just a bridge. He is yeah. a connector. He is he just is, a man. force in and of himself. And I'm so he glad. Is. I know you've been on. Um, some of his B2B chats, the the yep. guide uh, jam sessions that you guys yep. are doing. And um, after him and I talked, and I was like, yo, I need to talk to some more folks yeah. like you. And he was like, my man, John Marty yeah, is the man. guy. Yeah, he yeah, is the yeah. guy. And then I went and I looked up. I was like, John Marty. Yeah, I've seen him around. I haven't really looked into it. And I looked and I was like, oh, oh, dang. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, meaningful. Oh, 1B Amazon. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. I was like, yes, this is somebody I definitely need to talk to. So I'm glad that we were able to finally set it up. Yeah, man, it's um, great to connect with you. Dude, what are you excited about these days? Like, what is something that 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 gets your heart pumping that you 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 look forward to? What what gets you excited these days? I just try to focus on being excited about little things, man. Just little things. Yeah. Just like having coffee in the morning, just hanging out with the kiddo in the morning. Yeah. What doing movie night with the kiddos, man. You know, like just the, it, cause honestly, you know, I was, I, I was looking at this post on LinkedIn and, uh, somebody said, you can't be, if you can't be happy with your daily cup of coffee, you're never going to be happy with your Lamborghini, mm. you know, because I'm like, we're all just, we're all just like chasing, chasing, chasing. Right. And so yeah. like you get into this mindset of excitement and excitement can be really misleading, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's, I'm excited about something in the future, mm-hmm. right? And so you always get into this mindset of like do, the dopamine drip. And yep. um, I try to break that cycle, man. I'm trying nice. to really break that cycle over the past six years. 
That's what's up. And it, and it can, and it, I think you can tell when folks are generally excited about the little things. I think just their yeah. demeanor, their persona yeah. is just one that is more, is just, just joyful, right? I keep bringing up Tim. Like, I, when I was on the show and I asked him, what is the last, I think the question I asked him was, you know, what makes you really, really happy or yeah. something or what makes you laugh or like, what was the last thing that you laughed at? Yeah. And he was like, dude, I honestly get excited about a cup of green tea. Yeah, like, yeah. That totally, is man. like <laughs> he and I are on the same page, man. Because like, you can just they, tell, like, yeah, yeah. Because if I wrap my head up in, in in an idea of like, oh, well, my excitement is going to come from promotion, or my excitement mm-hmm. is going to come from buying something, or or something else, right? Then then it then it diminishes your current joy right it yeah. lessens your current joy so yeah there's a lot to be said with just really trying to enjoy the the smaller things because really that's 90 percent of every person's day right yes. like that's it man i mean everybody deals with struggles during their day everybody deals with problems there's no perfect 24 7 bliss that exists no. even though in our minds we tend to kind of falsely believe that it's somewhere on the horizon and that's mm-hmm. not the way life works man even a billionaire has problems True facts. These are facts. These are facts, man. And you know, the, the, the thing that I love about you is your, your hyper focus on finding meaning, right? Finding like you have a whole company. Like I just, I'm only one year into this whole Mr. Meaningful work thing. And you know, you have been looking at how to help folks discover um, meaning in the activities and the things that they're doing. And you for one, have been on quite the journey. And I'm sure yeah. you tell the story a million times. Um, but let me ask you, in, if you were to track from the early days, kind of like that tough climatic period and kind of where you are now, yeah. what would you say is the most or one of the most pivotal pieces in that story for you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's luck involved in, in, in every, in, in every story, I think as well, right? Like there's, there's a lot of gratitude. There's a lot of luck. There's a lot of hard work. There's hard work meets opportunity scenarios. Right. Um, but there's a lot of mindset that goes into it as well Mm -hmm. because, um, I think, you know, six and a half. So years ago now I I was working at Best Buy, right. Mm. And I'm, I'm, I'm making $12 an hour. I'm working on the sales floor and, um, and, you know, I was in a really bad spot financially, yeah. right? Like I couldn't afford anything. I had a baby on the way and, and, um, but I actually really enjoyed that job. Hmm. And, you know, if I think about that scenario, if I think back to that scenario, I made some good friends there. Yeah. Um, some people who I still talk to, right. Mm-hmm. Um, who I'm still connected with, uh, there was, there's meaningful connections to be had there. There's meaningful connections to be had at, at any job. And I think it comes down to a mindset of believing it's meaningful or not. Hmm. Oh. Right? It's a, it's a perspective shift. It's like, I could have been at Best Buy and saying, man, my life sucks. Yeah. I could have been there and saying like, I hate the fact that I'm even here. I hate the yeah. fact that I'm wearing this shirt every yeah. day and having to clock in and clock out and yeah. listen to a boss and a boss's boss and a boss's boss. And when I used to be the CEO and mm-hmm. I used to have a multi-million dollar company, right? Like I could have said all that, but I didn't. I said, let me try to find the meaning in helping the customers. Let me try to find the meaning in the relationships that I had. And, and some of those people are still really good friends. Dude. So, so you know, it's the, like it's crazy because people see me at Amazon and they go, yeah. he's made it. 
Yeah. And and yes, from a financial aspect, Amazon yeah. has allowed me to catapult myself into a place that I've never would have dreamed would yeah. be possible yeah. over the past four years. Yeah. Ever. But it's not more meaningful to mm. work at Amazon than it is to work for $12 an hour. It is literally a perspective shift. My mm. job now doesn't provide me any more fulfillment than my $12 an hour job. Mm. It provides me more money. It does not make me happier. Mm. The money just provides me leverage, yeah. right? The money just provides me with a sense of security, but it's not a happiness thing. It's not yeah. like John is way more happy. If you, as, as if you've seen any of my YouTube videos for the past year, I've literally been sitting on the floor in my living room doing work, yeah. right? Like I have a 13 inch laptop provided to me from the company. I didn't have a big monitor. I didn't yeah. have a crazy desk. I didn't yeah. have anything. I sat on the floor and I would drink my cup of coffee and I would stare out the window, looking outside, looking at the sunlight and saying, I am so happy right here, sitting on the floor, doing my work. I love it. I love it. And like, I love it. And so I've approached things that way. And it's funny, man. As soon as I started like changing my mindset to a perspective of like, I'm grateful for just existing. Yeah. Like there's this baseline level of like, I'm grateful for existing. I'm grateful for even having clean water. I'm grateful for um, even having walls around me that keep yeah. me warm, right? Yeah. Like these basic things that most everybody takes for granted, right? As soon as I started doing that, dude, like it sounds crazy, but like more abundance kept flowing in. Wow. So your gratefulness was almost like a catalyst for more Dude, to come through. Absolutely. Like I can't okay. even express as soon as I started, because here's the thing, man, like back, back in the day when I was working at Best Buy, I lived yeah. in that, in that little 850 square foot house. Now, now granted, keep in mind, 850 square feet in Singapore is like a palace, right? So like we have to keep the perspectives here. Like True. 850 yeah. square feet in Denver is like a really, really small house. Yeah. Um, it's very cheap, yeah. right? It's, it's probably one of the most lowest cost of living type of places you could live. Yeah. Um, so that's the context, right? And yeah. so back then is a rental from my in-laws and we lived in that rental and I, you know, I was making $12 an hour. My wife was about to have a baby. And I remember looking at that house and like paint was peeling off the, you know, the windows and paint was peeling off the, the exterior. And um, I kept being like, man, I can't wait for the day that I could move out of this place. And a year ago when we moved back into that place, I was so grateful to move in. <laughs> and I didn't even look at the walls. I didn't even look at the peeling off paint. I was just so happy to be living in a scenario where like, we could all live there under the same roof. And, and like, what a perspective shift, dude, because I hated living there. And then I moved there again. And then I loved living there. And I wouldn't have wanted to go anywhere else. And so hilarious that while I was living there and perfectly happy and perfectly grateful for being in that spot, never wanting to move, perfectly content, an opportunity came up to buy the house that I'm living in right now, which I would have never have dreamed would be possible. And we took it. Look at that. Look at that. The mindset is, is the key. The mindset is the key. The mindset is the key. Once you switch that and, and then and the floodgates open up. And, they really do. You know, that leads me to a question yeah, yeah. of would you rather, right? So you've gone down this path and yeah. 
have a great life, had great experiences, hopeful for the future, you know, grateful for what you have now. Yeah. If you had a choice, would you rather continue your life or if you have an opportunity to start over, which one would you do? Yeah. I mean, I would never start over because all of the things that led me to where I am today were lessons that I learned, which gave Mm. me the perspective that I have. Mm. So why would I ever remove any of that, right? Mm. All of the failures and all of the pain and all Mm. of the struggle that we all go through, right? That is is a unifying theme across every single person. We all face challenges that are extremely difficult, some more than others. And, um, And that pain is a catalyst for perspective, yeah. And it's what so many of us lack. Yeah. Dude, I I I <laughs> I always think about that question like especially when I'm going through like a tough time is like man, if I could do this again, yeah. Would I make the same decision because yeah. I know like whatever decision that I made is going to catapult me to something that I'll learn from in the future, but yeah. if I made a different decision, right? Yeah. yeah. And, um or like if I'm in a, in a situation like yours where the the switch from mindset, right? You were living in one place, hated it, came yeah. back, switched, loved it. Loved it. Yep. Maybe it was like, maybe if I had that attitude of gratitude earlier, yeah. like would those opportunities have come earlier? But you know, that's just a yeah. I mean, it's water you know, under the bridge, right? You could you could you could reflect, you could ponder, you could yeah. live in the past and say, what if? Yeah. But um, there's no point in doing that. It, it's nope. already it's already passed. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like if I think objectively, strategically, would I have done something different from a financial standpoint earlier on? Sure. Right. Like, like I would have, uh, from the sale of my first company, I probably would not have started the second company. Um, and I would have put that money into real estate. Right. But then if I did, and I, if I had continued down a path of being financial, uh, you know, like trying to get financially successful without the perspective that I have today, then maybe I'd be miserable today. Mm. Right. So, so like, I don't want to change those experiences. If I think about it objectively, I could, I could say, Oh yeah, well I would have saved more and done better with my financials. Um, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So you are killing it on LinkedIn. (laughs) Thanks Um, man. Totally crushing it. I mean, well, was it 250 total to 260,000? Yeah, somewhere up there. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, crushing it on on uh, on YouTube, pumping out content on YouTube. You're running your business. There's very few profiles that I can go to on LinkedIn and see like five things that all say present. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> founder of this thing till present. Amazon till present. This is till present. And so you have all these things that are going on. I'm sure you have so many folks reaching out to you, connecting with you. Um, What is of all the communications that you're um, that you're getting between all the different platforms that you're doing? What would you say is a a common question that you get asked all the time? Like if you were to pick one thing that folks reach out to you for all the time, what would that be? Yeah, I mean, a lot of folks reach out to me specifically to try to work in big tech, right? They want to get a job in big tech, and they primarily want to do it because they believe that it's going to make them happier, right? Because we have Mm. a societal construct where we have if-then statements stuck in our head. If I get this better job, quote, better. We don't even know what the concept of better is. If I get this job at Amazon, right? Yeah. 
I believe it's going to be better and I believe it's going to make me happier and I believe it's going to make me more fulfilled. And, and it, like we just, we just follow this narrative down to happiness, Yeah. right? More happiness than I have today. And, um, and you can't guarantee that, Mm-mm. right? What you, can, what you can do is you can try and make more money. But if you make more money and you buy more shit – then and you don't have perspective, then the shit that you buy is never going to fulfill you, right? You're not, so it doesn't equal happiness. It doesn't. It it'll never yeah. get you there. It'll never yeah. get you there, dude. Yeah. Um. So you just you just get into this. It's called hedonic ab- adaptation, right? So you get into a hedonic adaptation. You get one level higher. Then you settle into that level. Then you want more again. And it's a human condition. That's just how we're wired. But you have to recognize yeah. that we're wired that way. And yeah. once you do, you go. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And that's never been taught to us in school, right? So that was a realization for me in my early 30s. There was a big light bulb moment like, whoa, yeah. our brain is constantly pay- playing tricks on us. How can I recognize the patterns in our brains so that I can insert new patterns, new recognitions, um, new conscious beliefs, right? Bringing some of the subconscious into the conscious, Um but um, yeah, man, you know, people, people just say that they're not happy in their job today. I, no. I can't, you know, here's an example. I had, I had this uh, young woman who, who jumped on with me and she really didn't like her job. And she said to me, and I've had this convert, this, this same exact topic hit me numerous times. She said, I want to work for a company like Disney because I believe that a company like Disney is going to be extremely happy and fulfilling. And so many people have said that same thing with the word Disney. Hmm. And they go, what is that? Right? Disney is not going to be any more fulfilling than the shitty job that you have today. Yeah. It's just a logo. Your experience is going to be driven off of either a good or a bad manager. It has nothing to do with Disney. It has nothing to do with fantasies of Disney. Or the superheroes. You're going to to work your ass off at Disney. You're going to work your ass off at your current job. Um, So it's perspective, dude, all day long. You know, I'll help you get paid more money. I will strategically help you get paid. Okay. But know that me helping you getting paid is not going to make you happier. Yeah. Yeah. And so it sounds like, and it sounds like you're hitting it from both ends, right? So it's like you have the, the materials like, okay, I want to get a job in tech or engineering, um, thinking that I want to be happier, but underlying it's about, I want to make more money. So, okay, we can get you from a work product standpoint and from a financial standpoint into that. But on a mindset perspective, you thought this is what was going to make you happy. Not going to hear some perspective on, you know, changing your perspective and, um, you know, looking at different examples and different stories. And so it's like you give them like the material things like, okay, this is what you you need, you know, uh, infrastructure wise. Yeah. But here, here's what your mind needs as well. And so you're really attacking um, attacking it at both ends. You got that holistic approach. I love yeah, that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because you can't, you can't hit someone with mindset when what they only want, their sole focus is I want my dream job. Yeah. And you dissect, you dissect that. What does dream job mean to you? Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, you get to the root and people are looking for a sense of meaning, right? Yeah. They're looking for a sense of meaning in the work that they do. Yeah. You can't guarantee that at any corporation. 
You can align yourself. You can yeah. direct yourself. You can direct your talents and strengths and, and, and uh, vocalize your talents and strengths. Know them consciously. But you're going to deal with politics and you're going to deal with BS everywhere you go. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter if it's Disney or Amazon or Best Buy. But even if you're struggling in a role – I, dude, I was struggling like crazy in my first two years at Amazon. I hmm. absolutely hated my job. Oof. I cannot just express to you how much I hated my job. I would come home crying at night because people were so backstabbing horrible. Mm. And yet, I switched teams and I have an incredibly good experience because the people were different. Yeah. Right. And so, same floor, two different teams. Um, it had nothing to do with company culture. It had to do with management. It had to do with yeah. some politics and whatever. Yeah. I shift over, have a great experience, great people. Um, so it, it, it has a lot to do with the people you work with. People are everything, man. Relationships yeah. are everything. Um, and even when you're struggling, yeah. right? Even though I hated it. Amazon has a 30-day switch policy. I could, I could have switched teams in 30 oh. days to another, to another team, but I stuck with it. Yeah. Why? Because I was like, you know what? I'm grateful for being pressure tested. Nice. Even though I'd come home and I would be like, I would be, dude, I would come home crying to my wife, like, how could people be so horrible? Um, and and I, I stuck with it yeah. because there were people that I had great relationships with and I, I, I focused on the positives even though I was dealing with the negatives. Yeah, that's good, man. That's, that's it's a tough experience to, to be in, like once you're in it yeah. and – face the temptation of like, yo, I, I want to get out of it. I want to get out of it. But yeah. it's like, no, okay, let me just stick through it. I know it's going to, what am I learning? What am I, what learning? am I learning? Exactly. Yeah, what am I yeah. learning? Um, and, and the outcome of that learning is what we're trying to get to. So important, um, man. Yeah. Uh, so I want to give folks some, I mean, you've, you've dropped so many gems here and I want to give folks something, um, a little extra if they're watching it live or if they're watching it later, um, Folks awfully come to you for your business. You know, hey, I want to get a job in tech. I need some yeah, consulting. Yeah. I need some, yeah. um, you know, some guidance on how to navigate um, what's there. Um, if you were to give, let's just say we're in a in a session, right? And you yeah, were going to give yeah. us one free tip yeah, yeah. before you send us your bill for, for your fees. If you were to give us one or two free tips or if somebody's thinking, I want to transition into technology. I want to get into this space um, for, for the money, for the, you know, for the experience or what have you, what is maybe one or two things that is good practical advice for folks that want to make that switch? Yeah. I, well, okay. So let, let me say there's, there's two things. There's one is, um, don't direct yourself or don't direct your mind towards the dream job, right? Because, okay. because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're directing yourself in a system, um, and you're believing that within a ladder, within a corporate structure, you're going to find a sense of meaning and fulfillment. And that's not necessarily true. Mm. I tell people to focus on maximizing their salary, focusing on maximizing learning how to sell themselves. Okay. It really comes down to selling yourself, right? Selling your skills, knowing your skills, being confident in your skills, and getting paid really well. And using that money to find financial freedom. The goal is not a dream job. The goal is financial freedom. Mm. That is the goal. The goal is to be an uncaged bird. That mm. is the goal, right? The goal is to wake up in the morning and go, you know what? 
I can choose to do whatever the hell I want to do today. Yeah. How am I going to get there as fast as physically possible? I think yeah. tech does allow you to get there. I think yeah. there's, it's very difficult to escape the velocity in our society required to, to, to make actual financial freedom. Very, very difficult. Yeah. And one yeah. of the few places you can do it is tech, right? Yeah. Because you're getting paid a base salary. You're getting paid bonuses. You're getting paid stock and stock yeah. is the key to the cage. Okay. Um, and so, but, but, um, you know, just, just from a, from a selling yourself perspective, uh, you know, like a tactical, uh, perspective, the resume, um, narrative that you convey on paper is the same as what you're going to convey verbally. And people have these massively long resumes and, Recruiters say no problem. There's this constant, uh, uh, you know, battle like different back and schools forth. of thoughts on yeah, that. Different yeah, different schools of thought of like, well, should I yeah. have a long resume or short resume? And recruiters are like doesn't matter. The resume length doesn't matter. Like show showcase whatever it is. The problem yeah. is the resume length has nothing to do with the recruiter. It has mm. to do with you vocalizing your strengths as concisely as possible. And yeah. most people can't do it. And so when yeah. I see a three-page resume, I see somebody, uh, when I see a three-page resume for somebody who has 20 years of uh, experience, the first thing I think is this person doesn't know how to convey their value. Mm. Because I have 20 years of experience on my resume and my resume has white space and it's a one-page long resume. And I can clearly articulate two things, just two things for every job that I want to talk about. I yeah. don't want the recruiter to come to me and hit me with bullet point number 18 on my third job. And they go, what about this? And you go, shit, they hit me with that question, right? <laughs> no, I want them no. to hit me with the only things that I put out into the world because yeah. I want to talk about them. Mm. That is definitely a shift. That is definitely. definitely a shift because what that does is it puts the candidate back in control. I think there's this mindset that the company, I mean, you're going to the company. We want the job from the company. And so we want to cater to, but what you're sharing is that when you are in control of your own narrative and you know how to articulate and you speak to the things that you have strength in, it puts you in control. And when yeah. you have Dude, I literally just wrote an article the other day about the the paradox of permission and how, yeah. you know, in order to bet on yourself, I was saying that meaningful yeah. works give you the permission to bet on yourself. And this yeah. uh, doctor was talking about, well, permission comes from ownership and autonomy, right? Yeah. If you don't feel like you have ownership of yourself or ownership of your narrative or yeah. autonomy yeah. and how you deliver that, um, you're not going to be able to flow as well or be as confident or give yourself the permission. So that strategy right there of, bringing that 20, 20 years of experience into a succinct. I love looking at like movie bylines, like yeah, graphic park. Like right. What was the byline? What was yeah. the thing that communicated the one an thing, hour and a half one meeting thing. move? Yeah. Just like that. Mm. Right. It's yeah. dinosaurs got out and they're trying to bring them back in. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm definitely trying to watch that. Yeah. And yeah. You yeah. Articulate that in your resume. Um, that definitely helps. Dude, I yeah. appreciate that. And so this is the kind of advice that you give to folks yeah, in man. your um in your consulting service yeah, yeah absolutely and you know and and like it's interesting uh you know you and i both i think we 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 did very much have this in common like we we pursue numerous paths yeah right as you said i, I you know I, i'm into five different 
different things at the same time. Yeah. You're into numerous yeah. things. You do these shows, right? You bring on people yeah. uh, like myself and um, yeah. we find meaning in different areas, right? A hundred percent of your meaning is not going to come from your day job. Maybe 30% mm -mm. comes from your day job. 30% comes from your Mr. Meaning full work show another 30 percent comes from the fam right there are buckets yeah. of meaning yeah and 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 i don't i don't focus on just one bucket if i'm having a hard day at work i focus on okay there's 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 a meaningful conversation i'm going to have with tim this afternoon right yeah, yeah. and that that yeah. brings me joy right so yeah. different different buckets of meaning that we that we use yeah Dude, I love that. I was literally, that almost goes into my next question. I love asking my guests like how they would define meaningful work and how they would apply it um, to what they're doing. This is the first time that I've heard kind of the breakout of meaningful work that you're not getting all of it. I try to focus on like, okay, in a professional standpoint, like yeah, where yeah. do you, do, how do you find meaningful work and what you're doing from a career perspective? But yeah. what you just shared is that it may not all come from your nine to five. It may not yeah. all come from your side hustle. You, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a compilation of those and those ratios adjust, right. Based on kind of where yeah. you are. Um, anything that would you Absolutely. add to that definition of meaningful work in the application? Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, I mean, it's really important to align yourself with your, your core skills. Right. Yeah. But, but you know, I have, I have people who tell me that they want to make a career switch. Right. And then I ask them why, right? Like, oh, I've been in, I've been in recruiting for 13 years. I'm burnt out on recruiting. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to try something new, um, but it's under the guise that it's going to be more meaningful, and um, and that's that's a really that's a really tough trap that yeah. that that so many of us. Uh, you know, t tend to get into. And, and another thing too, like, let's say, for example, let's say, for example, that uh, Google wanted to hire me for YouTube. Yeah. On the surface. Amazing. I have a YouTube channel. This is perfect fit. Right. Yeah. And I go, unbelievable. But right. I have to roll it back and I have to say, okay. All right. So, but it's work, right? It's 10 hour day job. Right? Yeah. It's not going to be the thing that I'm immediately gravitating towards in my head. Yeah. Uh, you know, the misdirection in my head about this is going to be so much better. There yeah. are going to be pluses. They're going to be minuses. Yep. And, um, or, or let's take, for example, let's say I did my coaching full time, hundred percent of the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I did speaking hundred percent of the time. Cause mm -hmm. we get into that mindset too. Like, Oh, if I did this hundred percent of the time, it would be, I'd have way more time. It'd be more fulfilling. Exactly. I'd, have, I'd have less exactly. stress. Yep. Look at, if you really dig in, what winds up happening? Well, geez, you know, I would actually have to start selling every day. I would, and, and then, and then I got to worry about my next paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then I inject a new form of stress um, into my, you know, into my day that I didn't have before that I wasn't expecting. Yep. So yeah. whenever, I guess, I guess the key takeaway is, um, we find meaning in different buckets, right? So it's not just work that defines us. It's the things outside of work that define us. There's resumes for life. There's resumes for work. There's yeah. resumes for passion projects, right? And it's important for us to dive into all those curiosities because we're a multifaceted, super important. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's also important to, you know, to, to have a, a, a deep reflection 
on each decision we make and the implications of them. Um, uh, Because as soon as you think it would be amazing to be a public speaker and you're not thinking about the 10 other steps of, wow, it would be really suck to be away from my family. Wow, it really suck to be traveling all the time. Wow, I got to worry about selling myself to every one of these organizations. Eh, not so sexy anymore, you know? Dude, you're, you're, like, you're like the big picture painter. Like <laughs> when folks are like, no, this is what I want to do. I feel like this is where I want to pivot. This mm. is what it's like. Yo, let's take it back. Take this step, step back. Let's start stroking and say, okay. Let's just breathe. Let's, let's breathe. just breathe for a second. Yeah, let's, let's fly up to 30,000 feet and say, it's like, oh, no, you thought this is what you wanted, but this is all the implications. This is the downstream. And, yeah. you know, that's where you want to go. So you, you're painting that big picture. Yeah. And almost like you're reorienting folks to what their goals are, right? You feel like yeah. this is your goal. Uh, but you got to see all the context, all the perspective around that. Yeah. Um, and then they can make an educated, you know, right. decision. Right. Um, you like remove emotion. That. You remove emotion from the decisions, right? Yeah. Uh, you remove expectation. Like I work really hard every day, um, but I I don't like. And, and that's interesting. Like your first question was about excitement, yeah. right? And I reel it back to what brings me joy during the day. Mm-hmm. The day, not not in the future, just today, yeah. just today. Yeah. Um, because if I get caught up into the excitement of any role where I get caught up into expectation that I'm always setting myself up for failure, right? It's the mm. expectation versus reality syndrome, like yes. textbook expectation versus reality. Yeah. And so I never like, dude, I work so hard on all my projects and I derive joy from the struggle within those projects, mm. not the, not the end result of them. Dude, that is I, I, we need to have a whole, and we're going to have a whole nother session yeah, because dude. I could keep going, we can on, just and go on, and on and on. So yeah. what we're probably going to do, we're going to do one of two things or both things. One, we're going to have to schedule you some time to join me on clubhouse and we, we can have a, an ongoing, co- are you active on clubhouse? Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I do clubhouse too, man. That's perfect. So yeah. we'll, we'll set up some time to have a continued conversation on yeah. Clubhouse. Um, and I would love to chat with you. I know you have your um, mindset podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and just keep that conversation going. Yeah, um, and we want to let folks know if you want to get in touch. With, John, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? You know, honestly, like all my contact information is on my LinkedIn profile on the about section. So you can hit me up there. Um, I try to respond to every message that comes through, uh, you know, every DM that comes through on there. So, um, yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn is a place. So if you want to learn more about John and what we're going to do for folks that are new to the late afternoon show is that we are going to compile. I'm just going to pick three of the gems. He dropped the whole bucket full of them. I'm going to take three of them. And throw them on the um, uh, the the recap, and so you guys can kind of check that out, and then check out the full episode. We're going to have it on YouTube. We're obviously having on my LinkedIn page and Facebook, um, and we'll throw it up on Twitter and on the Mister Meaningful Work website. So if you missed any of the episodes, if you want to go back and hear John Henry or Jeff uh, Hoffman or anybody else, you just go to MrMeaningfulWork.com. Has video content. Um, John's uh, message is going to be on there as well, so you can check it out. 
Um, and, and so we'll carry over our question and answer to that session because we want folks to slide into their weekend. We know it's Friday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Everybody's yeah. about to get their vibe on. So right, man. we are going to let you guys go. We've had John Marty on the late afternoon show today. John, we appreciate your time. We appreciate you, your wisdom, your gems, your perspective, your journey. Um, and we definitely look forward to continuing this conversation in another form or fashion. Dude, we appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. And all of our folks that are joining us or joining us later, let us know what you think. Um, we have two more episodes, two more episodes, and season two is done. I can't believe we're almost down to the bottom of the second season of the Late Afternoon Show, but next week um, we have um, a very, very interesting guest, and then our following week um, we have um, – um, we got two ladies coming up. You guys do not want to miss these powerhouse ladies coming up um, to wrap up our late afternoon show. So, guys, join us next Tuesday. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. And we will see you on the flip side. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the late afternoon show. Hey, if this episode resonated as meaningful for you, please consider subscribing, downloading the episode, liking it, sharing it with somebody that you think would find it valuable. And if you have any thoughts or ideas on people that we can talk to or subjects we can cover, shoot me an email. My email is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, that is tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com. Again, thank you so much. And we'll see you on another edition of the Late Afternoon Show. Yo, cool, flashing those big brown eyes at me.